Are we ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Everybody's ready. Who's hosting? Yeah. I'll do it. Okay. Okay. It is my theme anyway, so you know I will be present for each episode and like something more. Are you throwing shade at me <laughs> for not being no. present every single? Why is no, Jason asking me for my freaking? Stop it! You know my. Every time I go to Google, it wants me to log in. I never know my password because I have to change it every single time. I hate Google. I hate you so much, Google. Why do you run the entire world? I hate Google's you so much. Google's a sponsor. Calm down. I, I wish I would this. roll over and just be like a cheap French whore if she was if, oh if Google would. <laughs> Sorry, well, it's just the American Jay- Paris. <laughs> Jason's got his headband on. He's like ready to go. Yeah, there's got a, there's some makeup around here somewhere. I'm sure I can just cake it on. <laughs> Put some rouge on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, Stupid American tourist. Exactly. Shake my hind parts a little bit, and then just <laughs> your behind parts. My hind parts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Behind parts. Love remnants. You got them all. The good catchphrases. Yeah. Yeah. Put your love remnants on my behind parts. That's gonna be the new show. Oh God. <laughs> Anyways, this is Slashers, your favorite horror <laughs> podcast about your favorite horror media. I am your host today, Mikey, and I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and co-cons, Adrian, Jason, and Doug. Boys and girls, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. Hello. Hey, MGBs, you MSGs, you're werewolf food with this one. This is Doug. <laughs> hello, everybody. Yay starts tomorrow so as bush would say everybody use your mouth for this episode to talk about things and that's me forcing a joke in here that's really bad well as they say in french no mames which bush is that uh was that daddy bush or little bush uh cgi bush uh oh jeb bush oh lord his own the original desantis Oh. <laughs> oh my good uh let's okay let's let's go ahead and uh bush fucked up a lot but desantis and abbott cannot compare like leave leave my little christmas ornament painting used to hate the gays george bush criminal of war alone <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like George Bush because he used to do that. <laughs> At least George Bush came with that, like that that drunk uncle that you liked by yeah. a little yeah. bit. No well, way. on 9-11, he was like reading a book. No, that was Scary Movie Three. What was I thinking? No, no, he was he was no, he was he was reading a book to uh You are obsessed with Scary Movie because the last episode you were like, oh, and Scream when she got shot up on the ceiling with jizz. Like, no, Doug, that was Scary Movie. <laughs> uh, same difference. Uh, anyways, um, by the way, no one has commented about which Wes, Wes Craven movies are uh, above average in the sexual department. So it looks above like average in the sexual department. Well, mm-hmm. It's either A, no one listens to the episode or B, there are none. So. Excuse me. We have 792 listens for last episode. Thank you. Probably because I'm the host, but um, <laughs> it's a small fraction of our 2 billion listeners worldwide. But speaking of famous directors of horror we are sad to announce that one of the staples of horror william friedkin has passed away is it freaking or freaking okay freaking 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 um so it's really strange that it just happened because literally 
I told you guys I was going to watch The Exorcist for the first time. And as I was watching The Exorcist for the first time, my phone goes bloop and it's <laughs> William Franken. So I can't help but feel like this might be my fault. Is it your oh fault? My God. <laughs> yeah, you, you took too long. It's, it's like, talk to me. You you should have only had 60 seconds. You took 90 seconds. What the fuck? You were supposed to watch The Exorcist early. Do you know how many times something like this happens where like, and I'm sure this happens to everybody. There should be a, a word kind of like the, what is it? When everyone thinks something happened, but it didn't happen. Is, it something kismet? Like that. is, that, what, is that kismet? K-I-S-M-E-T? What is that word? Isn't it sacred blue? No, it's deja vu. No, it's kismet. What's kismet? When like a strange coincidence happens because you're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess that's what happened. Because I feel like this has happened before. Like, who died last time? And I was like, I was just watching them in a movie. Oh, well, it, I guess deja vu would be. Yeah. It. Well, no, because well, deja vu would be if I saw that he, I saw the message that he died before, but then he didn't die. But then I saw it when it really happened. I think that's deja vu. But either way, I'm going to file this under conspiracy theory. Yeah. The storm is coming, Mikey. <laughs> well, it was, it was the weirdest thing too. You, it's weird you said that because you're watching The Exorcist when Friedkin died. But I was watching Big Top Pee Wee when they said, "Oh, Pee Wee Herman died." Like I remember, he's like Vance. Remember Big Top Pee Wee with Vance the Talking Pig? So he's like talking to it, and all of a sudden that's when I found, "Oh, Paul Rubens is dead." Everybody like, goes to dance. Well, <laughs> maybe there's just the podcast is cursed. If you guys make us review your movies, there might be a hex on you. Ooh, um, what can we review next? Oh, actually, uh, Danny Masterson is in the faculty. We can do that one again. Maybe we can do a little. <laughs> Who's Danny Masterson? The co- the one who plays a coach? No. Uh, he... Hide from 70s, from that 70s show. He was um, one of the tweakers in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, from he was the guy that was arrested, right? Yeah. He's in prison now for, uh, well, for waxing the bean and flicking the. I don't think he's in prison. I think now he's just no. doing convert- conservative TV shows. It's a mm-hmm. lawsuit. Yeah, he was me too yeah <sighs> oh boy no, no no i was just gonna say we can you know do anything david gordon green related <laughs> how dare you how very dare you yeah did freaking um, direct exorcist 2 no, no. But he did part three that's a bad movie but no you know freaking movie. freaking didn't do part three yeah he did yeah no william did. william peter blatty did william peter oh. blatty wrote the exorcist and he directed part three i know my Maybe stuff not. He did not direct. Hold on, give me yeah. a second. Yeah, he didn't direct part three. Vladdy did not direct part three. Breaks. I got yeah, it. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's right here. John Borman, William Friedkin. Okay, Vladdy's part of it as well. Oh no, wait a minute. Which is this two or three? Yeah, part three. It says the William Peter Vladdy directed it. So the Ooh. guy who wrote the book directed the movie. That's why it's so scary. I think. Oh, okay. Well, you can uh, skip over the exes too. Mikey, it's uh... no. So here's the here's my dilemma because so real quick rundown. I really enjoyed the original Exorcist. I thought I was gonna be immune to most of it because I've seen either things being made fun of or I've kind of seen clips here and there. But no, there was actually some really good parts. I saw like the 16 minute extended version that you've never seen before. <laughs> um, and so I was looking up two and three because I have those as well. Just never watched them. And two actually has Linda Blair. And kind of continues the story, but does not have the original creators involved. Three has the original creators involved, but seems like it doesn't follow the first two. Is that correct? Yeah, that's pretty much how it is. And yeah, 
three is weird it's like a it's like a noir actually it, it involves like the gemini killer which is um uh brad dorif yeah, so but part that. two yeah part two i don't i don't everyone says it's a terrible movie i like it for all the wrong reasons like the the music is done by um uh oh who is it the guy who did the hateful oh, eight and wango bango well, i wish Boingo, it was Boingo, Boingo, whatever it's called <laughs> yeah that'd be better than forbidden zone yeah. but uh yeah. no watch it it's 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 a little boring but uh it's worth it just for the musical cues so well i think aid and austin both said it was fine like eh, watch it if it if is a want. fever dream of a movie for sure <laughs> it is it's got what's his face the guy who does darth vader what's his name he's the like a, a james earl jones yeah yeah, james, yeah he's the uh in right. the second one yeah he's yeah. like a african shaman and there's oh, like locusts and he's spitting out whole tomatoes it's yeah he it's spits just, it out and yeah uh, it's like man you could you have no gag reflex James yeah, it's, it's quite strange and it's perfect it, it's you can skip asians too oh, oh, and, and the, the big it. the big catchphrase of that movie is everyone in the movie is like kakumo kakumo pazuzu kakumo pazuzu kakumo like that like they repeat like i think it's repeated like a thousand times kakumo kakumo pazuzu kakumo is the mom in number two no she the, she's like fuck this she i prefer and i think the reason why i'm kind of looking more for the believer or whatever the new one is called because i actually i like the mom in the first one rather than like everyone's like if you haven't seen the movie you're like oh linda blair this linda blair that but the mom actually is the central focal point and so i really liked her as a character it's interesting because we haven't really had a movie where the main character is a famous actress not like in reality but like in the movie mm -hmm. um and so it's kind of shown like how this would happen in that situation where we have a famous person living like in a mansion in on location where she's filming and her daughter's being possessed so i really liked her and i also like in believer whenever she comes back and she's like i've met you before so we touched on it before last episode a little bit so don't want to get too much into it again but i think that's kind of why i'm down with the brown i mean i'm down with it too i just feel like i don't know maybe it's just me but i because i went to go see talk to me last night and uh, the trailers i played you got the exorcist trailer there's another possession movie it's like it's like possession movies are like the new ghost movies now like what the fuck are you talking about are you talking about the one where it lives inside yeah yeah i think so that yeah a little fetus in the jar it's like we want to grow her we could grow her over and over again i don't think there's i don't it doesn't show what's in it other than saying have you seen it jason or aid uh it lives inside the commercial i have not no. seen that no so it looks really that. good it's like these two i don't know if they're sisters or what but it's these two high school girls and one of them has just a jar and like she looks like something's going on in her life that's rough and like the other one's like pretty and like more popular and everything and so they're trying to figure out what's going on with the sister that has the jar i don't know what happens so i'm not going to spoil it because i have some feelings about what happens but either way the jar ends up with the other sister and there's an evil entity i don't know if this is correct or not but i believe the girls are indian because i believe it's going to go into like indian folklore with a demon or something in regards to their culture that lives in this in this jar but the reviews that are coming out for it make it seem like it's very very frightening so i'm interested um i think it looks good yeah and that's a24 too i know that's the ifc which is it's new. neon neon okay like the yeah. john mayer song neon. Um, 
Well, yeah, every, well, uh-huh. we'll see how it goes. I'll be the judge of that because everyone was telling me how how fucking scary and fanning their nuts too was uh for talk, talk, to, talk me. to me. And I watched them like, I mean, it's goofy as shit. And maybe it's just Gen Z's doing this. Like I could smell the goodwill on their clothes. I don't, um, I don't think it's goofy at all. Actually, I think I was, was laughing. There were people in the audience laughing. Maybe we, I don't know. Oh my god, Doug! You probably laugh. <laughs> you laugh at weird shit all the time. Um, I. I do think the hype about it being scary was a little over dramatized, but it is really creepy and it is a ghost story. So like already I'm kind of like, it's not going to be as scary to me as like a demon or like an evil thing coming. Um, but it is very creepy and it is scary asterisks, like for if, some. If you like the um, characters from, have you ever seen that movie Project X? It was no. like the big party movie. That's no what talking about, I never watched it. I never yeah, watched it was like a found footage party movie. Yeah. yeah, stupid. But um, and uh, actually, that was not bad. But uh, yeah, there's some parts in there where I was like laughing my ass off. They're like, "Oh, it's so scary!" And then I'm like, "Just hey, I have not watched it yet, Doug. An, an old well, person doesn't get pushed in front of a forget semi. what Doug <laughs> that doesn't happen. Forget okay. what Doug said, but Just delete the... that from my brain and <laughs> it's gone. American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> Wait, my last point is. Or talk to me it doesn't have anything to do with the story but it is kind of sad because it is getting it's not being shown i forgot where some countries not showing it because one of the characters is trans non-binary but like they don't ever say it they don't make it a big deal in the movie it's just the actor is identifies with being non-binary or trans i'm not sure exactly which one but because of that because of this actor's personal life they're not going to show it in the movie does that character does that person play a non-binary trans character as well or is no it just, they I don't say, say anything that's the first time you saying that yeah that's the first time i heard of that i mean i just watched the movie i didn't pick i didn't i don't even know what character you're referring to i just thought gen z was all dressed like goodwill uh baggies so it was kuwait and so the character I'm referring to is they wear oh. like the collared shirt with the long sleeve shirt over it. They oh, like the bully kind of character. Like a little. They're just kind yeah. of a jerk, <laughs> but they're yeah. not like they they kind of grow on you over time. They have the '90s hairstyle with the, the little, but the butt. Oh, cut. Okay. That would have never known. I thought that was just gen, the Gen Z style. So. Yeah, and it it the country is Kuwait that it's banned on. So Kuwait, get your shit together, girl, because. I'm pretty sure you have people in Kuwait that would like to see this movie. Yeah, and Kuwait. What are they missing? Only like maybe $12 in box. They office. have, <laughs> you guys have, I'm just, this is so annoying and I'm not going to get into it, but this whole gender political nonsense, there's so many more things, especially Kuwait needs to concern themselves with. Gender identity and expression is not one of them. So with that said, Ooh. this is, summer oh dog i was gonna say summer of the dog this is dog (laughs) days of summer and so today we are reviewing a film that is very close to my heart and if you don't know why i'll explain in a little while for like the second time um but 1997 i think it's seven 1997's american werewolf in Paris. i've been wanting to review this movie for quite some time and i know you guys haven't but because this is now my show my first decision as ruler is going to be to review it so that was actually the whole plan about dog days of summers i'd say we're going to review this and they can't say anything about it 
And this uh, is the closest to a dog werewolf movie. I mean, this guy's sniffing asses and 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 nanner holes and in a he was acting just like Taron Manning did in the back. That's why I was like, <laughs> yeah, turn into a dog. <laughs> well, let me ask you, Mikey, do you like this one more than the original? Thank you, um, Jason. <laughs> What'd you say, Jason? Oh, I'm saying I have AIDS notes up because I use them for reference. Oh, I do too. <laughs> Most deaf. Um, but Doug, to answer, oh, here it is. To answer ah. your question, um, okay. Do I enjoy this one more than the original? Yes. Do I think this is a better movie than the original one? No. So let's put that out there. Let's put that out there. (laughs) To give you all context, though, I saw this movie when it first came out before I even liked scary movies. I saw American Werewolf in London for the first time last year. So that kind of explains my, as Aiden, everyone smart in this podcast, likes to say, trajectory of this film. Now, Amer- admittedly, I did see this m- movie before I saw American Werewolf in London, but I went back and I saw American Werewolf in London probably like a year or so after I watched this movie. I was like, that's a better movie, you know? I mean, obviously, it's 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 almost, this is a sequin name only. I know they sort of tangentially tie it to her, but even then, it's not really. If you didn't know, like, I didn't know until I watched it this time, I didn't know it was her, uh, David, and uh, what's it, what the oh. nurse's name's daughter i had no clue until i watched this which time. would be problematic if that was the kid because yeah wouldn't she be 15 years old i was like i was doing the math in my head too i was like this is gross i think i think it was 17 or 18 years no no it was 15 yeah okay and then well, you got married a year later so spoiler alert for the movie i guess but <laughs> oh man but watching this movie because i watched this when it was like 92 degrees in the house i was like pouring sweat and it kind of annoyed me i forgot like uh, the three the three guy characters in there 1996 97 style well very hostile but they were in like three layer clothes they were in like the long pants like the the i'm like i'm like they're walking around in the fucking sun and they got three layers of clothes on get the fuck out of here that was the style the black haired friend with the letterman jacket he could get it oh yeah, yeah he was hot Oh, he, was a he had gratuitous yeah. random nudity for no reason. I know. There, no, there was oh, a God. reason, Doug. There was a reason. Oh. It's because I was watching an aid. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, well, actually, he I'll also admit he needed the key. So he needed the key. I would have never thought to do what he did, but uh, I think his scene <laughs> where he's like running around shirtless and and stuff—that's the scariest. Like, there's a scene in there where we'll get to it, but as much as the werewolves look like garbage in this like sega saturn graphics uh there's a quadriplegic werewolf that's crawling around in a bed i thought oh. it was super creepy but yeah that was cool that was cool but it was step- also a practical was effect though so it was stepdaddy cool. werewolf yeah, yeah. paraplegic uh. um okay well before we get far too far into the film so yeah this this one came out in 97 right mm-hmm. and so part one comes out in 84 I thought it was 70s. No. 83? Oh my God, Mikey, no. I'm so young so, and naive. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I met David Naughton at uh, Spooky Empire a couple of years ago and he let me uh, take pictures. 81. Yeah. And, you know, he was a little, not that he was handsy. He I, I think handsy, you posted the picture was, of David Naughton and like you're smiling and he's like looking at your side boob. Like, yeah. He his was eye totally, line. Yeah. Hmm. I know. He got excited. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Because, you know, I, I don't know if y'all remember, but he is uh in an episode of Seinfeld where he's Elaine's on the wagon boyfriend and he plays that you know he's on the wagon but then Jerry sets Elaine's drink down next to his cranberry juice and he picks up the wrong drink and then he's off the wagon (laughs) 
And so that's a whole episode of Seinfeld. If you oh yeah, I love that one. Yeah, it's really funny. I do. Oh, that's the one where uh, George sleeps with the cleaning lady in the office. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I mean, I you know, the only thing is, is that when I talk about American Werewolf in London, and I don't know how you guys feel, but I always feel oh. guilty enjoying that movie because um, of John Landis and all his bullshit. So, oh, is I he problematic? Well, he killed people and got away with it. Yeah. Um, he killed kids in a and uh one of the one of the bigger actors from the 70s yeah. on the Twilight oh, Zone movie. The, oh, was that the helicopter thing? Yeah, it was the yeah. helicopter thing. Oh. And two little kids. So, I you know, I as much as I love that film, it's hard for me to really like praise praise everything about it because obviously John Landis is a piece of shit. So, um you know, obviously, I don't think he meant to kill these people, but I also think he should be held accountable for his actions, and he wasn't. So, yeah. Whatever. Well, remember, there's a ton of people that went into making that movie, so you're not supporting him; you're supporting everybody else. Yeah, that's true. true. Yeah, which is why I took pictures with David Nutton at Spooky Empire. <laughs> yeah. <years>. Now <laughs> I am a bit confused because in our official Slashers podcast notes, it says that it's based off characters by John Landis, but when I was doing research. It said that John Landis actually helped write this one. Is that false or correct? He wrote an early draft. Yes. Okay. Yes. And oh. so a lot of people actually wrote drafts for this one. This wasn't the only screenplay, I think. And yeah. so I think it's interesting because of all the screenplays they could have went for. Well, this was very 90s. The one yeah. where he's bungee jumping off the Eiffel Tower and saves her, and then she loses a shoe. This one it was the one it's romantic. The cut. It's romantic. <laughs> well, I mean, if you like Wiley e. Coyote cartoons, I mean, I was waiting for him. Like, this is so goofy looking. Like, you could see the green screen. Like, it looks like this here, where it's like twitching in and yeah. out. And then, uh, lo and behold, there is a sound effect in there when he he like hits his head on the phone. It's like, mm. yeah, the gong. Yeah. yeah. And the the most disappointing thing to me about this movie is they have scenes that kind of pay, play homage to the original one. But we have a scene where in the oh. original one where homie's butt-ass naked in outside and he gets up and you see everything. And yeah. did they do that this time? No. They well, showed he had, everything. He had underwear. No, he was right. naked. Was no. he naked? Oh, yeah, but you barely saw. It was when he was in the, the cemetery, I believe, which that cemetery scene is, I love it. I love the cemetery scene. I know the graphics. Okay, we're going to address graphics. this now. Is your Sega the Saturn. graphics are a little above sci-fi quality. A little? There, <laughs> uh, yes. There are, um, there are some practical effects that they do use, like when she's transforming into the werewolf and she rips her shirt off. Like, you know, that's cool. Um, which by the way, Jason mentioned this earlier, there is a rated version and an unrated version on Tubi. It's hard to find out which one is which because they're both listed as R, but one of them is longer by like six minutes. And you would think that's the unrated one. No, ma'am. Because when I was watching that transformation scene, I noticed that there was no werewolf tits. Oh so man. I said, we're switching this real quick because yeah, I'm yeah. not going. Yeah. Uh, the one on Peacock had no nudity in it at all. Like when you know Julie Delphi hops on him, like yeah. this completely cuts away from her taking her shirt off. And it has like a like, really long, this? uncomfortable scene of the main character. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, I was what, like, what yeah. am I watching here? This is not right, what yeah. I'm here for. I'm already watching a subpar movie. I need to at least see the fun stuff. Okay, exactly. 
Well, I watched it on Roku channel. I don't know. Well, I saw nudity, so I guess it's uncut. Yeah, if you saw her boobs, that. it was the uncircumcised. I don't know one. if I, I can't remember if I saw her boobs or the wolf tits boobs because there was like milk squirting out. So I guess lactating wolf is better than lactating woman. I don't know if we saw the same movie. I don't. Um, what movie did you watch? Did you watch a, a American <laughs> Werewolf in Luxembourg? Is that what you watched? Yeah, I was watching American Werewolf in uh, Bang Luston and the and the Red Light District. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Now, I that's funny that you say that because I had no idea. Like, why? First, firstly, why would you? Even with the nudity, it's not that bad. So it's not bad it? at all. It's like a joke, yeah. honestly. The nudity, like when Julie Dale be like, takes time. It's a joke, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's literally okay. like they cut it for TV. Yeah, yeah, and, totally. It was because there's no other heart. reason to cut it. She's so embarrassed by this film. <laughs> she even admits that she only did this movie so she could pay rent. She doesn't do uh, American or like blockbuster Hollywood movies anymore because of it. <laughs> because of this movie, and yeah. I look yeah. at myself, honey. Like, yeah. I mean, this isn't the best movie, but it's it is a product of the '90s. I would say, like, this is quintessential '90s. The way they behave, the way the guys were, their the way they acted and dressed. It, do you guys remember when they went to see the the cult of werewolves? And there's all these candles and weapons hanging on the walls, and there's a fucking boombox sitting on the on the mantle. I'm like, oh, we're gonna have all these ancient things in here, but we're also gonna have a boombox. But it's party. I have the, questions. The, the whole room is lit by candles. So where where do you plug in the boombox into? Like, batteries. You, you didn't have newer batteries. Oh yeah, you could have. Big you remember playing a CD on the boombox? I do. Yeah. In like two minutes. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> remember. It's the one you, you get, carry. You like, yeah, you get like six D batteries in that thing, and it will drain right. that motherfucker by the time yeah. your CD was over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what do me and a boombox have in common? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um no, uh, but Julie, girl, it's not that bad. Um, I just had to, oh, excuse me. Julie, what's her name? I used to Julie say the Delby. wrong name. Delby. Yeah, I, used so- to, I used to say Julie Deeply. It's not the same person. Well, there's two Julies. So then, then we have the more famous. I Julie say Bowen. Delby is what? Well, yeah, Julie Bowen is yeah, more popular than she is. And she had yeah. a great role in this. I forgot all about her. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Yeah, she was funny. She was better than Vince Vila. So. I'm not going to say she deserved to die, but she made awful choices the entire time she was alive. I thought oh, she yeah. was a werewolf. I thought she was a werewolf too. And, <laughs> and they called her a bimbo and stuff. So I mean, obviously, it's very um, you know not female friendly either exactly. with this movie. Exactly. No, I never <laughs> went. I never went to Paris in the '90s, but I still feel like if you're at a cafe and some dude goes up to you and literally sniffs your panties while you're wearing them. You probably don't go on a date with that guy a little bit later and think he's interesting. You've never been um, to Paso Robles before, have you? Well, no, I have not, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. The only Cal- I've been to uh, Oakland, and that's really about it as far as my California <laughs> experience <laughs> goes, which is very different from Southern California. Well, you made it out without gunshots. That's true. I made it a lot. <laughs> with her character specifically, this is just something small that annoyed me because they made little hints that she was prey and he was predator yeah because she walks in and she's wearing an animal animal print skirt and um he targets on her he's doing some weird growling thing he sniffs her they sit down he's eating steak she's eating a green bean like it's very much like the chase like this is some oh, sort she's of not eating it she's sucking the dick of a green bean well like, either way uh, she's she's no, she blowing is. the she's jolly like, green dime. she is being you know a little 
like me when you know we went and to Dr. Go meet Ruth. You for the first time. Um, <laughs> but you died too, Doc. <laughs> um, but the thing that annoyed me was I was like, she's wearing snow panther pattern. Like that's not a like maybe you do like a zebra pattern skirt that would make more sense. Cheetah. But or no, that doesn't make sense either because <laughs> cheetah's a predator also. No, she uh, she could do the giraffe. I mean, she did that weird giraffe stance where her legs are like split apart. You see when she's like. That's what I thought she was a werewolf. I'm like, why is she standing like that? Holy Toledo. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> real quick for people that haven't seen this movie. Uh, it's on basically everything. But to, yeah. basically, we have the beginning of Hostel. Uh, the guys go to Paris to... I guess they're just vacationing. I don't know. No, they're uh, doing no. the same thing. They have a list. They're like, oh, if you bang this girl, then you get 10 points. They're yeah, doing a, yeah. uh, it's called a daredevil tour. Uh, even the, uh, I guess the quote unquote hot guy, he's wearing a daredevil. The Jackie's wearing is, is yeah, the daredevil thing. And so oh, they're yeah, trying, they the... yeah. So they're, they're going on to like, they're doing, they're traveling through Europe to have like a daredevil contest and whoever gets the most points wins, whatever. Um, yeah. And... Uh, so they're doing that and the guy decides to go bungee jump off of Paris, which one of the trivia, which I thought was cool, was that the actors actually got to shoot at the Eiffel Tower at night and they locked down the Eiffel Tower just for them. So that's cool because you never know, like this is like a huge monument in Paris. Like, would they actually let you go film this there? And it turns out, yeah, they're up there. He sees Julie Depley's character basically trying to commit suicide he decides to jump after her because he's strung up by some bungee cord. He uh, saves her, gets knocked out, wakes up, and tries to find her. And she obviously does not want him to uh, look for him. So um, also, guys, kind of learn how to take hints. This could have avoided all been avoided if he just would have been like, okay, she obviously doesn't like me. But yeah, so that's where we are right now in the movie with our discussion. Well, she so he finds her at the hostel because that's the, the whole thing. I, I think he would have forgot her. But he's in the hospital. With, why is the bandage wrapped on his head that way? For whatever, because it's goofy. And then, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of goofiness to it that I think that they're trying to play homage to part one. But the the goofy part one was never goofy. Part yeah. one has comedic elements. It is funny. Like it, there yeah. are a lot of funny parts to it. But it's it, it it's natural. Like this movie tries too hard, especially a little with slapstick. That. Yeah, especially with Tom Everett Scott's, you know, character. What the, what is his name in the movie? Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's an idiot the whole time. With the condom like, scene. Like, <laughs> oh, I love yeah, the condom scene. It, it was just, it, it, you know, I mean, so you can watch this, but it's not. Is it a scary movie? It's not scary. I wouldn't say it's scary. Like, I bet part one is scary. Well, there are parts to it, but whatever. But he, when he sees her in the hospital, she's dressed in a nurse's uniform and she's obviously carrying some sort of organ in a bag <laughs> and trying to get out. And then he sees her and she sees them and she's like, oh, because apparently she loves them, even though he's not attractive and has a terrible body, but okay. And, um, it's not you know, it's terrible. Oh, he was not. I'm just saying, his body wasn't, it was just a normal skinny dude. You know, if you find so slinkies attractive. No pecs, no nothing. Just I'm me. sorry, okay. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> I would, I, like I said, the, the little friend was cute. Um, mm -hmm. But I think the, the best thing that they did with this film that sort of mirrors part one, I think, are the dead friends, right? Like, Yeah, it was giving very frighteners, if y'all remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I will I will spill some beef here. So with uh with Vince Vilof, uh, you know, he's like the, he's like a goofy character, but when he gets 
mauled. Uh, well, I see that's later. But anyway, I, like I, I was gonna say, I, I was surprised. I, my my biggest jump scare was when I started hearing him talk. I'm like, holy shit, he talks! Because I'm so used to seeing him in Rat Race where he has his tongue pierced. He's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so when I saw him talking, I'm like, oh, hey, that's what his voice sounds like. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was always kind of like a, a friend, like goofy sidekick character in most movies I ever saw him in. Yeah, but um, when he dies. He's not. He's he plays it serious. He's like, you did this. Now you have got to kill yourself. I'm like, shut up. The the friend in the original movie, um, you know, he played it. He played it like how he did in regular. You know what I mean? Like he didn't change his uh, demeanor or anything. Yeah, and he kept going. Like he kept, and he was he kept getting more and more like decomposed throughout the movie, which is always a cool, which is a cool thing. Yeah. And he's like, you got to kill yourself, David. David, you got to die. You got to <laughs> kill yourself, man. <laughs> yeah. The part that I liked is so. Uh, Julie Bowen's character basically she they run into each other at the the cat or, or not the cafe I mean I guess it's a cafe whatever they run into each other and they decide to go on a date he takes her to the cemetery I guess to have sex on Jim Morrison's grave I didn't even know he was he'd be cool with French yeah well, I, I <laughs> no he's not know. French but he was just he wanted to be buried in Paris I think oh, that okay. was in his contract he's like when I die I want people to fuck on my grave yeah exactly it's Jim Morrison that's what she does yeah and like that's my favorite scene is basically he starts turning into a werewolf and it's the Julie Bowen um, chase scene pops out of the water fountain, which when I was a kid was cool. He ends up getting her and she's very upset. Obviously, she's not his friend. So she's like, you have to die. So she keeps trying to like figure out ways to get him killed throughout the movie. And then as she starts decomposing, she like tries to whistle and like blood squirts out of her cheek gash. Yeah. Her eyeball and pops her out. Eyeball like, I thought that was fun. I liked that. That was so good. Like, if they had just done that, but they had, you know, with, with her, what they did with the, you know, for the rest of the film. Yeah. Imagine how much better this movie would be. Like, even if the werewolves were practical. Yeah. For the most part. I gotta say, when he jumped out of that fountain, that werewolf looked like a panther. That's all I could think of when I was watching well, this. Well, they were actually modeled after lions. They they changed the look of the werewolves to mimic lions and this i case. thought they looked like hairless baby birds those real ugly ones they kind of looks like the like a like and this is the thing too what's the one where they look like the, the possum one with the holly what, what part was that oh the marsupials, oh, the marsupials. yeah kind of reminded me of that a little yeah bit. it does okay well still these are marsupials but even the marsupials so, were practical like those look yeah those look this. good <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know that you guys aren't going to agree with me on this, but one of the reasons why I really like this movie, like I said, I saw it in the theater. I didn't want to watch it because I was not a horror fan at this time. My mom made me watch it against my will. So I cried um, in the beginning and the other parts I was kind of like huddled in her arm hiding. Um, <laughs> and so these werewolves, to me, as far as movies go... I feel like are the scariest werewolves in regards to if I was like one-on-one -on -one with one, I don't think I could make it. Like there's some werewolf movies where you're like, okay, it moves kind of slow. Like it obviously is a person in a, in a bodysuit, but I don't know. There's something about these werewolves that like really freaked me out. And like their look is different. There are times like the picture Doug has behind him where it does <laughs> look like it was made in Microsoft paint. 
But there's also times where the CGI is not used in a sinful manner, where it's like they're off in the distance, or it's like a little touch of CGI that I was like, okay, this is, that's good. They should have just left it there. Like basically everything in the beginning was okay. But then as it goes on, when it shows the werewolf in like light or like the werewolf, like when it jumps out of the water and like shakes all the water off, I'm like, okay, you look like a PlayStation 2 game right now. Um, one. Well, and here yeah. is notoriously hard for CGI to to kind of render anyway. So it was like the shake off part, and of course you don't get it. Like when it runs down, like in the the big final, you know, all rave scene where they're like running down the stairs, it looks pretty fake. Um, yeah, it's just it. it I, I mean, I get everybody was going CGI crazy for CGI stuff because it was a new technology. It just it doesn't look. And it, it's, I always hate kind of hating on nineties movies with their CGI because. I mean, obviously it's gonna look dated now i mean movies yeah. that were like made five years ago look dated now but it's just it's this looks like rough well um, see the yeah. thing is like it, it might be unrealistic looking but the thing is i don't know what it was because this came out 96 so actually this came out a year after mars attacks mars attacks used kind of the same technology and i think that still holds up to this day like more than these but see then again it's, it's like werewolves with hair so we're kind of used to seeing what they look like yeah, yeah so i don't i don't know no, I mean, you have to remember, it's probably, like, at the time, this looked fine. It was the same thing yeah. with Mortal Kombat, we watched it. We're still getting used to looking at CGI and what it can do, so we're just taking it for what it is, and I don't think we're necessarily critiquing it back then, because this is the, our first time seeing it. Looking yeah. back at it now, obviously, it looks like shit, but at the time, would you have cared? Probably not. Yeah, and I think it's hard to compare it to Mars Attacks because when making this movie, the creators are obviously like, we have to make a scary werewolf that looks realistic. Mars Attacks, I don't think they were trying to make those aliens look realistic. It was just, <laughs> you know, it's it was so, I don't mean cartoony in a way of being like animated, but like it's yeah. just so flamboyant in their presence that it's like, okay, well, I know this isn't real, you know, whereas werewolves it's like uh, we have to kind of make it real because we want to scare people so i think that's kind of what mars attacks may have in its favor and also it could have just been budget i don't know mars attacks probably had a way bigger budget than this one look at all the stars that were in that one this this had a pretty good budget though for 25 million at the time yeah so you know and and i mean it's not i mean i guess julie bowen wasn't too huge but this was after um Happy Gilmore. So obviously she was popular from that at the very least. Um, Tom Everett Scott had just done Dead Man on Campus, I think, right? It's me. It was if it wasn't it, before, it was right after. It was like the same time anyway. Yeah, like, oh yeah, like when did that movie come he on? <laughs> He's in things now. That's the thing. Like I've I've seen him yeah. in more shit now, like on TV and stuff. And yeah, I always like remember him as Dead Man on Campus. <laughs> um, but. So yeah, no, Dead Man Campus came out in '98. That and Mark Paul Gossler's giant bong. That's all I oh, remember. Oh yeah, from that, that big movie. old bong. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, no, we recently watched it. Um, it was like four again. feet tall or something like that. It yeah, a... it was. It was so big and it was so hard. Like at the time I watched it, I'm like Zach Morris has black hair. <laughs> oh, and I think it's funny because I don't think. Dead Man on Campus, that premise of that law, I don't think it's real. But everyone in our generation was like swearing by it in college. Yeah, it's so an urban legend, you know. Just... If audience members don't know because you're young, Dead Man on Campus is a movie about if you have a roommate that dies, you automatically ace your classes because of what I guess they consider trauma. 
It's not even just that they die. It's that they they have to commit suicide, right? Yeah. Oh, so it has to be like specific. Oh, it's been forever since I've seen yeah. that movie. That's and that's um, why in the movie they keep trying to find like really depressed, weird people to move in so they can get them to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah. And then they got this super goth kid who's listening to show tunes. <laughs> yeah. But that's my thing. Like that, you could never make that movie now, and this is why. No. Yeah. Like, I, I could. I could whip something up. Oh I'm my sure god. Yeah, could, we know yeah, you can. I'm sure Doug. you could. You want to talk about what you've been able to pull off so far on? Uh, Tubi. Okay. Oh, uh, silence. Okay, never mind. He <laughs> made me watch some stuff that I had to go to uh, confession for shortly after. Um, funny enough, this movie came out on Christmas. Whatever. Um, <laughs> that's that, but that is one one of the what it was released three different times. So in you France, say, this movie bombed, didn't it? It made a million dollars, Doug. How dare you? A million dollars. Its budget was twenty five million, and its gross was twenty six million. <laughs> so oh, the studio no lost mommies. money on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it did come out on Christmas. How funny. Okay, yeah. I didn't even notice the date. I just noticed. I noticed that it went from ninety seven, and then, ironically enough, in Paris, it didn't come out until March of ninety eight. So. You know, actually having a Christmas release is actually kind of brilliant because I used to be like, that doesn't make sense unless you're making like Black Christmas. But Christmas is actually a super popular time oh, yeah. for movies. Cause I remember I we we used to go all the time. We, my mom and I went and saw the talented Mr. Ripley on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, I remember like I, I went and saw The Wolf of Wall Street on Christmas Day because I wanted to get away from people that I was always with. I was like, I'm <laughs> gonna, I want to go watch a movie real quick. I just kind of like dipped. I did the Irish yeah. goodbye. Time to go watch Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> a lot of families have traditions where they go watch a movie like before or after they celebrate. And I remember on Christmas in 2006, my cousin's girlfriend was pregnant and couldn't drink and everybody was getting drunk. So we went and watched Black Christmas because I was not of drinking age. Not that it matters at a family gathering, but I was like, let's go watch Black Christmas instead of getting drunk because you're pregnant and you can't do that. <laughs> Black Xmas, thank you. Oh, sorry. Black Miss. I did the whole list for the movies that came out the air and not a lot of good ones. Yeah. How dare you? Okay, actually, it's fine. Because 98 is when I really started getting hard for horror. Yeah, 98 was a good year. 98, 99. And 97 isn't terrible because, you know, you have Scream 2. You've got... Yeah. When did uh, Bride of Carlitos come out? That was later. No, 99. 98. 98, 98 yeah. Because I remember that being advertised in, like, the newspapers. And I was at the YMCA as, like, a little kid. So. Mm. Yeah, I remember uh, the trailers coming on. Yeah, the trailers came on for it on regular TV because we were watching The Wedding Singer on TV, mm. and they kept showing yeah. trailers for Bride of Chucky, and I'm scaring me. <laughs> All I wanted to do <laughs> I... was watch The Wedding Singer. <laughs> I need to get so um Austin has this wall art that he got from Etsy where you tell them like what movies you want, and they make a piece of art that's VHS spines. For whatever movie you choose um yeah. and they'll copy the actual like the way that the spines look from the vhs and i really want to do it because you know 97 98 is the, the time that i really like got into horror so i wanted to do those like monumental ones for me everyone i know this is sacrilege but this movie will be on that list yeah. um the rest I of the got year the vhs i would have given it to you i, say, I may no, have no, had the not... vhs i'm not sure i think i'm i think i might have had the vhs too, I, but i'm not entirely sure this VHS. no no yeah. not the vhs the wall art with the spine uh, oh yeah other... no i know what you're talking about i was just saying yeah. that when i came yeah I, that sounds really cool minus this movie but i'm pretty sure i had <sighs> this day <laughs> how dare you no, that's I, a hate just, crime as i'm looking over this list that aid has so lovingly put together for us 
really yeah. not a good not really not a lot of highlights that year okay so also controversial alien resurrection amazing i don't give a Yikes. fuck what you guys say anaconda meh. Yeah, I love it. yeah we did it on the podcast it's, it's 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 just it's it's an expensive b movie and it's 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 fun well um, um you have um Jack Frost. It's, it's not. It's I not mean, that's, fair. That's the one that stands out the most to me. You have one of the top best CGI movies, like the quality CGI of Event Horizon, at the same time. So it's not fair to be like, "What's your excuse, American Werewolf in Paris?" <laughs> Probably a similar budget too. I would assume yeah. Event Horizon would be much expensive, much more expensive. I, maybe I don't know. It's maybe we'll see. We'll I, have to phone I, Jake. I they did yeah. one of the first episodes. And that's the thing with American uh, Werewolf in Paris for it being so expensive. They couldn't afford stunt doubles because Tom Everett Scott and Julie Delby both had to do their own stunts. So, oh, oh yeah, jumping out a window. Right. Yes, sixty Where... million dollars. I didn't. I thought it would be a little bit cheaper than that. But yeah, sixty million dollars <laughs> oh, for Event Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it had a bigger cast too. Sam Neill was in it, you know, and um, a lot of people were in that movie. Oh my yeah, God. I did read that they did all their own stunts and. Um, I mean, I think Julie didn't really have super. I think the biggest one was probably jumping through the tunnel into the water. Whatever anyone can do. Yeah, better. they um, were saying that was like really hard for them, oh. and like he couldn't believe they're still alive. And I'm like, well, oh you can do goodness. a lot when you're in your twenties and don't mm. care. They're obviously not from <laughs> Texas because we jump in every hole we see. Oh, um, I believe it. <laughs> so, whoever said '97 was a bad year for horror, stop. Because full stop. I'm looking have, at the list. Oh, it's not bad, I Jason. Run. Okay, I, know, I, I just noticed what I noticed the one. Okay, I missed. I know what you motherfucking did last motherfucking summer. You're probably still um, mad at me about that one. I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> me, me, and Gunn have had some words about you. Um, you have oh, Scream Two, Relic, one of my favesies. Um, Lost World, eh. uh, Perfect Blue, still haven't seen it. Lost Highway, eh. um, okay, where are the good? Oh, ones? Lost Highway was bonifico. Oh, Mimic. Yeah. Mimic is Mimic's fine. Yeah. Mimic. Night of the Demons three. That's a how, how do you kick someone off the Zoom? What? No. I, like, I like. I like <laughs> Mimic. Mimic's fine. I like Mimic. I like Mimic. I've got a lot of nostalgia for Mimic, and I watched it not too long ago, and it's it's fine. The the sequels are whatever, but I mean they are what they are. Oh. Um, well, Spawn. Oh, Wishmaster. Wishmaster and Snow White: A Tale of Terror, and I, I think that's a really that one. Good. I never saw that one. Snow, Snow White: Tale of Terror is really good. It is really good. So Gordy Weaver is amazing, and honestly, yeah. she didn't deserve to be shit on. Like Snow White Who on was I'll Snow White you. was such a little bitch to Sigourney Weaver for no reason. Really, Monica Kina? Monica Kina. Oh, are you then... talking about the movie? Yeah. Like, what? Oh, I thought you meant like in Happens real in the life. Movie, not real. I was life. like, who was giving Sigourney Weaver shit? She did I great in that movie. Snow White. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, aid. Ugh. She's on another then... bender, guys. Oh, I, need, I need to go to bed. My, my melatonin's kicking in. Uh-oh. Anyway. Um, okay, so we have a runtime of 102 minutes or shorter if you watch the unrated one, apparently. It was a little long. Not going to lie. It could have been shorted, shorter, shorted, shorter. Um, the one thing I didn't really like about this movie watching it again is we have that whimsical score that I don't like in horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it tried a little bit. It tried to be funny a little bit too much. Yeah, like, I was when a big it was fan funny, it was funny. Yeah, when it was funny, it was funny. But then there was times where like it tried to be funny, and I was like, okay, stop, stop those. Like, <laughs> yeah, it didn't like it, the pacing and everything. Just kind of was a little convoluted. And I liked this movie a lot as a kid, but I think it's because it's not scary, and that's why 
I always enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, you were just it was a always on bitch. sci-fi. Apparently, I was just a little pussy boy because I thought you it was. Were. But it was always on sci-fi, and I used to always watch it. And like, oh, so you saw it later in life then? Because back I then, it folks, like it took a 2000s. year and a half for a movie to go from the theater to TV. Yeah, not yeah. a month it like it does these days. Then it was yeah, cropped and edited. Um, so you watched a cropped and edited version. Yeah, like, yeah. The and it's format out in theaters in the summer, and then they wouldn't come till Christmas time, so everybody could buy them up for Christmas. And that's how long it would take. If you didn't see it in theaters, you had to wait six months for it mm-hmm. to, to be able to yeah. rent it or have it. And I remember, I remember I rented this from the video store several times when I was a kid. I mean, I liked Several it, but times. I watched it. I watched it, and I watched it, and I was like, "This movie's just kind of just—it's just kind of a bucket of nothing," you know. <laughs> um, I mean, same girl. <laughs> game, game recognizes game, right? I'm like, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> There's some good stuff in here. I mean, like the um, uh, I like the underground a werewolf cult. It's funny you even mentioned they had a boombox because weren't they a werewolf cult that wants to get rid of technology? Yeah, that that was the whole thing. I didn't see. I didn't. They inject inject themselves with banana pudding, which I thought was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't see it. The whole, yeah, the whole premise of the film is that Seraphine is the daughter of David's character and part one of the nurse. And obviously David's dead, but the nurse gets remarried to her stepfather and he's trying to find a cure for her. And the cure he finds ends up expediting or turning her right away. And she attacks him and rips his legs off, I guess. Yeah. Her stepdaddy werewolf. Relatable which content. Is, which is why he they, they have the paraplegic werewolf yeah. in the hospital bed. Um, and so I I get and obviously there is a scene cut because we're supposed to learn that the werewolf that turns David and kills Jack in the first one is the is also part of this werewolf cult in this film so that's where he came from yeah 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 i didn't um, i couldn't track what uh, you said they want to take technology down. i couldn't track that at all i just thought they wanted to just kill and everything I, yeah, I, they were like I, smashing maybe, phones with a hammer or something yeah, yeah just, they i were, can't they were, quite track that purify the rays yeah no, but they were oh, also that very... old gag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh relevant still um so i <laughs> think this didn't take place in munich especially especially with our next choice that's coming up this is a perfect theme yes (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but upon research for some weird reason they're remaking american werewolf in london i would rather see them remake this one especially because of trying like because it's set up almost like paris hates americans and that's why they keep tracking america trapping americans in this nightclub where they eat them and so I'm like, yeah, that that would have actually applied today still. Um, I think this would be a good remake, learn from your mistakes and redo it. You don't have to touch the original one. Because even though I enjoyed this one, the original one is like almost a perfect movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, the original one balances. I think what works so good with the original is that it balances actual scariness with with like it's not goofy. It's it's comedy in like the timing of the dialogue, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like. Um, American Werewolf in London really does balance the horror and the comedy more than a lot of other horror comedies do. This one kind of doesn't know what it wants to be. Honestly. No, it's like '90s Teen Spirit. Like it, this is it smells like Teen Spirit. But um, you know the first, the original Werewolf in London, I think it's terrifying. Like the beginning scene when you like hear the werewolf noises and it's that the the woods and the mountains and hills in the background. The moors. I think that's Stay super. The moors. The moors. Yeah. 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 I thought the that original was terrifying one, as a kid. The original one definitely follows the whole like isolated type 
feeling which makes it scarier because in this movie the parts that i do think are the creepiest are the parts where someone's off in one of those tunnels and there's a werewolf behind them um and so it's like yeah. it's kind of like that there's a, there's a couple of good jump scares especially when they're in the sewer or underneath mm-hmm. the and the you hear the the werewolf coming and then it jumps out like those are good parts. I do think that the uh, the the flashlight gag with the policewoman, like I think that's a really effective uh, kind of scare. I was like, yes. oh, yeah, I think th- that part, <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't really enjoy this movie a whole lot, but I did. Okay, that's actually really good. Um, and the, the werewolf actually looks good because you're only seeing flashes and shadows. Like that's kind of how it should have been. My other big gripe with this movie though is that you don't really get a good transformation scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you kind of get the fountain, which is, I mean, it was cool for the time. Uh, but with you know, you look at the American World from London, and it's probably got an all-time transformation scene. It's like either that or the Howling. You know, you don't yeah. really get that. I mean, you kind of get the train station transformation a little bit too, which is kind of cool. You know, when he gets yeah. the the needle in his heart. But I was kind of like, where's this? Doesn't have a signature like werewolf transformation to me. I mean, maybe you can point to the fountain thing, but that that was my, another one of my my gripes with the movie. I don't think the fountain thing is all that great, to be honest, because the transformation happens in the water. You don't even see it. Like um, gremlins. <laughs> yeah. And because, and it's funny you brought that up because my next point was, you know, when you were signing yourself up to remake this movie, you're signing yourself up for failure because I am 99% sure you can't pull off a better transformation scene than the original one. And if you're trying to, I better see some big names attached to this remake. Like there's no point in remaking the original one if you can't do it. Yeah, they're just gonna they're gonna make a CGI. Like, yeah, let's that's just all it's gonna be. Spade spade. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be CGI, and it's gonna be shit. So why redo it? I'm sure yeah. the director will come out and be like, "Oh yeah, we're going to stay to the original. We're going to use as much practical effects as we possibly can." And then it will be like all the the transformation scenes are gonna be like, but CG. It's gonna be like the Hulk, you know? Like, uh, it's gonna pull an Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> yeah, well, Evil Dead Rise. Like, I mean, even watching that again, I didn't really pick up as much of the CGI. But the thing. The 2011 one, holy f- Jesus f- Christ. Like, I'm like, this is embarrassing. You should, director, go f- yourself. Seriously, that's oh my serious. Goodness. This is terrible. Jesus. Well, I don't remember that thing. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't remember that one specifically. Never seen it. You I'm should. Legitimately never seen it. Jason, I'm putting you on the hot seat because okay. you are the one that seems to not like this the most. It's, yeah, that's it's true. What is the standout scene for you if there is one? I mean, the, the cemetery scene. You know, that's yeah. that's probably the one that stands out the most in my eyes. There's some other things that are kind of cool or interesting. You know, I, I did remember the the shooting themselves up with uh, uh, um, banana pudding, like Doug said, like all those Southern grandmothers. Um, just, <laughs> I just, the movie, just, it doesn't, it's like, it's, it kind of ambles along. There's just not as much kind of memorable stuff. The, uh, the one friend that doesn't die, he just kind of keeps showing up and needing captured like three times in this movie. But shirtless exactly you know at a certain point maybe you just cut your losses and go on your trek down to madrid you know yeah. paris was a wash time to go see what spain's all about <laughs> i'll meet you in spain sir. exactly well what i find so funny is that you know they they bring him back i don't i still don't understand the point why they brought him but why they brought andy back um and they're like oh kill your friend now and he's like tied up like jesus on the cross there yeah and then it's they like blow that place up and then they blow, yeah, they blow the place, place up, up. But then and then there's like a makeout out. yeah he makes he's like he's like my friend's tied up in a cross he's about to get you know uh carteled down in the basement <laughs> but let's have a makeout hot makeout session yes. also these are the weakest werewolves ever because he's get they just shoots them with the gun and they die i was like <laughs> are these they didn't say or do they say anything about silver bullets or anything because they just got them from the cops 
I don't think yeah. so. I know. So I was like the werewolf lore, whatever it was. Little I don't. Was there any kind of like killing lore? And I guess he did get shot down in the, in the American Werewolf London too. So I guess they were following the rules in the first movie. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, because they it yeah. wasn't. So maybe never mind. Maybe I'm nitpicking where it is. Need to be a nitpick. Um, I was also kind of disappointed though because it was written one of the co-writers was Tom Stearns and he wrote uh, Freaked. I like that movie a lot. That movie was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, Freaked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was one of the co-writers of Freaked. That movie was awesome. I oh, was I like, love maybe, Freaked. Yeah, yeah, if they could have taken, but I mean, of course, it. He said that this movie was not in any way, shape, or form the movie he wrote. He just got his name put onto it because of the, the guild arbitration. Um, so, <laughs> Everybody seems to have that that statement in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched there's like so many like notes about who wrote this and everybody being pissed about not getting credit for it and stuff. I, whatever. There's apparently there was like seven drafts in between his right draft and whatever got made eventually, um, which is always a sign of a good movie when you've got like 800 chefs in the kitchen. In the kitchen, you know, at a scale of one to ten, I'd probably give it like a five. You know, that's just my yeah. thoughts. It's it's not. I maybe play, it's not a bad movie, really. Um, it's just kind of a forgettable ho hum, you know, whatever. It's kind of just, it's more of a, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh, no. That's, yeah. That's the worst review you can give something. <laughs> uh, well, here's what I'll say because, like, I've been seeing a lot of like movies in theaters recently, and this is, um, you know, it, it, it's almost like a fresh break. What I find it, yeah, it's, it's a time capsule of its time, but I enjoyed it strictly because it is bizarro and i use that term lightly but my the craziness is is that this movie is just so kind of goofy and it doesn't know what it wants to be and uh it, it is what it, like the cgi is terrible it's sega cd graphics you know but at the end of the day it's fun i enjoyed watching it yahira was watching it too and um it, it's like i don't think we'll ever see movies like this again where it's like doesn't know what it wants to be it's a huge blender of like all these hands and like it's just like it's supposed to be funny on, on that big of a budget, you know what I mean? Because I think studios are too, especially with the internet now, they're like, oh, we're going to we're gonna do as much, uh, you know, get as much feedback before we even release the film. So I don't think you'd get a movie like this nowadays, which is kind of, you know, I think this makes it a very uh, unique movie, you know, sure. for its time. Yeah, if they made this movie now, they'd be YouTubers, like Instagram. Yeah. Or follow, and I was like, ugh. I, I thought the ending was really cringy. At first, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, they jump off Statue of Liberty. Yeah, and he's like, we got to catch the ring. <laughs> well, that's a great wrap-up, everybody. So what did you guys give it? Uh, is this a, uh, what was it we used to do on Slasher's podcast? Is it a trashic, slashic, or classic? Um, I think I would trashic. say trashic. Trashic. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a great midnight movie. Uh, yeah. So that's how that's what I say. Yeah. This is a good kill your afternoon movie. <laughs> mm. like, you got nothing to do when it's on television. I was gonna say if you don't mind like nudity, it's actually like it's a cool movie for like younger horror fans, not like children, children, but yeah. like you know, teenagers that are like, Can I watch a scary movie? Like fine. There's like two seconds of boobs in a non sexual way. Yeah. I give it a I give it a two point five out of out of five. So I'm with you in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I love it, but I can I can see its faults and see what could be improved. Sure. Um, so as a movie, I give it two point five, but I enjoy it. That concludes today's episode of the Dog Days of Summer, featuring American Werewolf in Pity. If you guys want to support us monetarily, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash slasherspawn. You can also follow Doug on Instagram at Doug Bizarro. You can follow me at Horror and a Half Shell or Jason at Jason Hill. 
63, I believe. 63. Yeah, not quite as fun as some of the other ones that come later. But it's a number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Join our group, Mutant Goons from Beyond. And we're Mutant Goons from Beyond on Instagram as well. So with that said, drop us a review. If you enjoyed us, give us five stars. If not, then don't review us. Um, we will bring you another film regarding the Dog Days of Summer next week. So until then, a goodbye and good night. See ya. How do they say bye in Paris in, in French? Sangre blue. It's cargo. It makes my car go. Garcon. Remember when he called the waiter Garcon? Uh. <laughs> Garcon. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> wee wee. Anyways. What is the problem? Uh. <laughs> I didn't hear Anyways. any wee wees. I didn't hear sacred blues. I didn't hear so. No, it wasn't authentic. Full story, bro. No, stop.